So yeah, today we are talking about chat GPT. We're also going to touch on dollar stores and kind of what's been going on there lately. Uh, you know, kind of seeing the effect that, you know, both are having right now on grocery. Uh, we're going to get to chat GPT in just a little bit. Um, but Bill, I want to start first with dollar stores. Um, Bill, you just had a great podcast, uh, which we will link to in the comments um, about a recent study uh, that basically says, you know, dollar discount, discount stores, you know, like Dollar Tree, Dollar General, um, you know, are, are kind of really causing harm to the communities, um, you know, in, in which they, they open up in. Uh, so, yeah, why don't we start by, uh, Bill, just tell us a little bit more about uh, about the study. Yeah, so I had a chance to interview um, senior researcher Kennedy Smith. She's the researcher over at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. You know, the ones who came out with the dollar store invasion study and just wanted to hit on some some marks that she hit on during the podcast um since 2013 communities have successfully stopped the addition or construction of 75 of these dollar stores and since 2019 that number has been 50. Um, so there has been some significant backlash about these dollar stores coming up in communities uh, a lot of these dollar stores are being located in urban areas and low income areas. So you have the minority um, aspect at play there. Um, and, and there, you know, people are, are for the most part trapped to go with the dollar store because, or, you know, a dollar store store because they lack the transportation to go elsewhere. They're kind of, you know, they're, they're locked in with their own means there. They don't have the transportation. They don't have the means to say, hey, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna choose another store to shop at. So um, that's a big thing, a part of their predatory um, buying and their predatory uh, pricing. And uh, these these customers have no, no other choice. So um, they're also um, located uh, near stores existing food stores, and they are the ones that have the deep pockets. So these dollar stores have the deep pockets. Uh, they can spend the money to make money. Whereas these independent smaller grocery stores, you know, they can't, they can't price compete with that kind of seat. The dollar stores can kind of wait it out, you know, because they have the money to wait it out until these, you know, independent local grocery stores basically just fade out because they can't compete with the prices. You know, dollar stores, you know, their unit prices are, you know, cheaper, but if you break it down even further, their price for food is, is actually more expensive, but because they can buy, you know, in, in more like mass quantities, uh, they can basically set their unit prices cheaper. So, I mean, they could, they're in there for the long haul. And another thing that Kennedy Smith brought out was, you know, it's not good for the personnel at these stores too, because they're, they're a magnet for crime. They um, have boxes and their store floors are colored, cluttered. So emergency exits sometimes get blocked. The front window view gets blocked. So no one can really see in to see what's going on. If, you know, if someone, some suspicious activity is going on in this store. So, you know, maybe something needs to be done like 911 needs to be called. Um, so it's, it's a danger for the employees too. And what really, what this Institute is encouraging really is, is cities and communities need to 
create ordinances and permitting processes that, that really discourage these dollar stores. You know, ordinances that say, hey, dollar stores cannot be within two to five miles of, of other stores, you know, of, of competitor stores. And, um, you know, some have, have completely created ordinances that completely say dollar stores simply cannot be constructed in our neighborhood. So um, also they can limit the number of business licenses that they give to dollar stores. So, you know, Kennedy Smith thinks that in the future, there's only going to be more of these blockades, so to speak, for these dollar stores, because, you know, it, it's really not a healthy environment for the economy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, appearing, I mean, this, it's definitely relevant right now, too, because, uh, you know, as we've seen, dollar stores are just capturing a larger and larger share of, you know, uh, kind of that, the own brand, the private label, um, obviously, you know, the kind of you know, either real, you know, able to leverage with prices or sort of the perception that, you know, you're going to be able to buy, um, you know, cheaper goods um, is, you know, it's sort of like hit a home run during the inflationary times that we're living in. Um, and Bill, I know, you know, there's definitely dollar stores that have, uh, you know, more produce more and more lately. Um, I think according to this study, though, it sounded like, you know, um, some of some stores don't, they don't really have the fresh produce. And so it's, you know, sort of this deception of like, you know, getting getting people in thinking, okay, well, you can do, you know, your one stop shopping here. Um, but then often what you're getting is, you know, not really a good value. Um, often we're seeing like these cheater sizes of goods, you know, smaller sizes, but it's a higher price per ounce, really. Um, and so it sounds like at least from the study, uh, you know, that uh, some of these stores are just having, you know, a not not the best impact on communities and also hurting, like you just pointed out, uh, you know, the independent grocery store that might be down the street um, with that, you know, sort of perceived value uh, cutting into the value that the, the independent store can provide. Yeah, and, and these stores also, for a majority, you bring up fresh food. Well, these, these stores, for a majority, they have processed foods, which give them a bigger profit in return, which again, gives them that longer staying power in the neighborhood. Um, you know, the, I believe the dollar, the Dollar Tree announced uh, that it was going to, or it is, enlarging its refrigerated freezer section, um, you know, moving forward. It already has a handful of locations where it's done that. It's going to break out into more locations later in the year. So they're going to try and crank up as far as like refrigerated projects or products and, and maybe some produce where they can put in those refrigerated sections. So, I mean, they are making an attempt to do that. I don't know if other stores like Dollar General are going to follow suit, but uh, that was the latest news regarding the Dollar Tree. And I actually asked Kennedy Smith that question. I mean, is, is, so are these dollar stores, you know, are they going in the right direction? And she didn't quite have uh, much faith that this is going to result in actually like fresh produce and, you know, that you're, that you're used to seeing in other stores. Um, she just views this as a tactic. And I do want to point out that I have reached out, you know, to the dollar store several times for comment about this. I uh, would love to interview someone at the dollar, you know, the dollar stores, the dollar trees to get their perspective on this. And, and they just have not been responsive. So, yeah, yeah, understandably, probably so. Right. Because it just doesn't this this report doesn't in particular doesn't cast them in the best light. But um, it sounds like this report, you know, uh, in fairness, is saying, you know, not that all dollar stores have to be eliminated, but just that, uh, you know, communities should be. 
um, kind of smart and maybe limiting, uh, you know, the growth of them within the community. Yeah, it, it really is asking communities just to be, you know, more forthright in expressing or, or having a voice, you know, and, and how this uh, lays out in the economy and the business sector. Um, you know, that's what they're really, they're really, that's what they're really after. They want to empower these communities and say, you know what, you're not just stuck to, you know, yeah, you can have a dollar store, you know, in your neighborhood, but, you know, there has to be competition there has to be other healthy choices. Um, and they have to be able to stay around and be able to compete with these dollar stores. Sure. Absolutely. I wonder if anybody on this call uh, listening right now, you know, is dealing with, you know, a dollar, a dollar store, you know, that's in their area and kind of um, how they're, how they're combating sort of, you know, the, the lower prices that the dollar stores can offer if anybody wants to weigh in. Um, yeah, please do that now. Um, yeah, Bill. So there was, um, you know, some interesting additional Dollar, dollar store news this past week, uh, namely that Dollar Tree is um, putting a temporary hold on egg sales due to high prices. Um, you know, we've seen eggs eggs have hit record highs. You know, we've seen close to an average of five dollars a dozen. Uh, I think in January, um, you know, due to avian flu. Um, although we have seen, you know, according to recent more recent consumer pricing data, you know, egg prices fell by I think it was six six point seven percent in February. So it's kind of interesting that they're. Um, you know, choosing right now to pull pull eggs when it seems like eggs are actually, you know, the price of eggs seems like it's trending downwards. They're also doing this right, you know, right as we're heading into Easter and Passover holidays, uh, which also seems like odd timing. Um, yeah, Bill, do we have kind of an idea of, you know, what what is their strategy and sort of what are they thinking with that? Well, obviously, I think they're trying to, you know, cut costs, you know, cut the overhead costs uh, where, where it all starts, right? And, um, I think that they obviously do not have faith that, you know, you mentioned that prices are down in February, but they don't have the faith that they're going to stay down. Uh, they are going to re restock their shelves later in the year, probably around the fall time. But it's interesting to note that Dollar General still sells eggs. You know, they're, they're not pulling off eggs off the shelf. And, you know, I, I know, you know, one of our, readers, subscribers, users pointed that out that, you know what, if you're not going to supply, you know, your store with basic necessities like eggs, milk, dairy, cheese, whatever, they're going to go elsewhere. You know, they're going to go to the other store um, that has the eggs, you know, and, and, and that is just going to, you know, explode into, well, I'm here for eggs at the other store, so I'm just going to buy my other groceries at these stores. So, you know, I, I don't know if the long-term vision is it's quite accurate here because you know they could lose customers over this but i really do think that the, the dollar tree believes that customers are going to come back because why would they make this kind of business decision if they didn't think that you know what customers are still going to be there um, we're going to protect ourselves and, and not take a loss here we're going to cut back and then we're going to bring them back in the fall and that's when the customers will come back so they have every confidence that they're going to come back, but uh, I guess that's to be told, you know, wait and see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and to your point, I mean, you know, Dollar do dollar Tree is, you know, feels like the, they're kind of experimenting with fresh as a newer, a newer thing anyway. And so to lose, you know, that offering of that fresh item, you know, maybe won't, maybe won't hurt them as much as, you know, it, it could hurt a, a, a more traditional grocer. Um, we, we actually had a, a poll on this just asking, asking you all, you know, is this a good idea or not? Is this a good strategy? Um, interestingly, 
uh, we'll, we'll drop that poll too in the, in the comments of this live right now. But um, yeah, you know, a little bit over half of you actually said, yeah, this makes sense. It's a good strategy. Um, obviously, you know, uh, almost, it almost split 50, 50 that like, no, you know, what are they thinking? This is not a good idea. Um, you know, some of our comments, you know, on this poll, the price will go down. No one really realizes how many eggs they sell or that dollar, dollar tree sells eggs. Um, uh, somebody's saying, you know, this is disappointing considering that Dollar Tree is represented and frequented in geographic areas considered to be food deserts. So, Bill, to your point, um, you know, that they're kind of putting out more and more of a message of, hey, you know, we do have the fresh items, uh, you know, come to us. So uh, to pull those, right, um, you know, might might not be the most fair thing to do uh, in, the, in some of those areas. Um, and, yeah, somebody else saying it's their business, you know, they either made the right decision based on uh, knowledge outsiders might not have, or, th or they will change their mind because of lost opportunity. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's really an interesting story to follow. Um, hopefully it continues to make waves uh, in, in the new stream, but um, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out. But let's pivot over to Chad GPT, shall we? This yes, Bill, we shall. Yes, let's do that. Uh, and it feels like a phenomenon that just exploded into all of our lives in the past few months, um, listening to what robots are telling us. <laughs> no, that's what I think anyways. It's kind of weird to me. But there is there is reason behind this technology. Instacart just announced recently that it's adding OpenAI's chat GPT chatbot technology to its app. So, Chloe, let, tell us more about this. Yeah, so there's an interesting amount of activity right now, um, you know, with ChatGPT and grocery. Obviously, you know, there's so many, so many of the big guys, you know, like Meta, um, Snapchat, uh, or, you know, Shopify, BuzzFeed. You know, we've seen a lot of people adopting this. So I guess, you know, on some level, it's not surprising that uh, Instacart's starting to get out of the game. Um, but, uh, but it'll be interesting. We'll talk about in just a minute that, you know, grocers are also seeing, um, you know, potential viability with this as well. Um, so yeah, so the Instacart chat GPT integration is sent to launch later this year. It's going to be called Ask Instacart. Um, it's a feature that allows customers to ask about groceries, meals, get shoppable answers. Um, and the technology uses, you know, the chat, chat GPT along Instacart's own AI, as well as kind of Instacart drawing on its extensive product data. So, you know, it's got info coming in from, you know, 80,000 plus store locations, um, you know, via, you know, all of the company's retail partners. So, um, you know, interesting and, you know, sounds really dynamic. Um, you know, the way that it'll work is, um, you know, the Instacart put out a demo video, you know, so basically you would type like lunch into the Ask Instacart chat box. Um, and then, you know, a menu of windows appears down the box, like, vegetarian and vegan lunch ideas what's a healthy lunch for my kids um and then you know the user gets to pick whatever whatever direction they want to go to at which point then the app is going to respond by generating lists of ingredients for you know nutritious lunches or vegan lunches um it might also suggest other relevant questions um so yeah it's going to be you know an interesting and dynamic tool uh, to pay attention to for sure um you know i think it makes sense right like instacart is positioning ChatGPT as this kind of shopping assistant, um, you know, kind of tapping into sort of, you know, sort of the way that people, just the way that people Google, the way people search, um, you know, it's just tapping into that sort of real time, uh, you know, how people want to get things, how people are actually speaking about groceries. Um, 
you know, and that's obviously looking at this as a way to help help customers save time and energy, give them recipes, you know, give them ingredients. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I feel like uh, that's definitely something that we're going to be paying attention to, and you know, it's something that's going to affect grocery. So um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. So it sounds like Instacart is really making moves into incorporating chat GPT. What about grocers? Where are they at when it comes to this kind of technology? Yeah, so it's a really good question. Um, yeah, so according to, you know, a recent study that a survey that just came out, um, you know, a majority of grocers are they're talking about chat GPT. Um, they say they plan to test, you know, if not chat GPT, at least some AI solution in 2023. Um, so, yeah, according to the survey, which was from Grocery Dapio, uh, you know, 67% of grocers say they've discussed chat GPT at senior level meetings. Um, you know, a whopping 82% say they consider AI a necessity to remain competitive in the future, which that was kind of surprising to me that it's that high. Um, and then, yeah, 59% of grocers say they will test an AI solution in 2023. Um and uh, yeah, it says 13% will spend non-budgeted funds to do so. So um, yeah, some really high numbers kind of pointing in this direction. Um, you know, it sounds like grocers think this is this is the savvy thing to do. This is a way to go, or at least this is definitely something worth uh, testing out. Um, you, you know, that same survey also found that grocers believe AI will have the greatest impact on inventory forecasting, supply chain management, um, as well as pricing and promotions. Um, and then kind of on the other side of that, the chat GPT and la large language models, um, that those are going to affect more of like the customer service, product discovery, store associate tools, um, you know, kind of exactly the way that, that Instacart's using it. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, this is something definitely on grocers' minds. And at least from the survey, you know, I think they're, they're trying to make sense right now or figure out, figure out where it makes sense in their business models. And interesting to point out too that we just posted a story today on supermarketnews.com about how retailers are going to start cranking up the use of technology like chat gpt and, and other ai related uh, equipment and software so go to our website check that story out it also noted that grocery retailers are going to be a little bit behind the curve when it comes to that but this whole discussion does seem to align with our own LinkedIn poll around chat GPT, Chloe, that we asked grocers if they plan to test a solution this year, and about 53% said yes, that it is in their future. Yeah, 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 that's true, Bill. And then, but also to your point the other day, we also had 43% on that poll respond with, heck no, it doesn't help me. <laughs> so, you know, it, it it swings both ways, um, at least right now. We're, we're in early days. Um, I'm definitely curious. Yeah, anybody who's on the live now too, uh, you know, if you plan or don't plan to test a ChatGPT solution this year or even, you know, an AI solution, um, yeah, definitely go ahead and let us know in the comments now, you know, kind of how, how you're thinking about that. Uh, definitely curious to hear more. Um, yeah, so let's see. Uh, I don't know if we have anybody in the comments. Let's see. Uh, no, but we've put a lot of stuff in the comments for you guys. Um, yeah, so let's see. Um, I think... Nobody wants, wants to be the first to uh, throw a comment. <laughs> the whole nobody, rule of, no one wants nobody to raise wants, their hand. 
nobody wants to be the first to tell us all of their secrets about how they plan to use ChatGPT to get in the minds of the shopper this year. Um, well, yeah, I think it's you know, a but, very interesting technology though, because especially when we're fighting this inflation and supermarkets are trying to figure out ways to bring the customers in and, and like, I can see them asking, you know, chat GPT, you know, how can I arrange my floor? You know, that's going to allow the shopper to want to come in my store despite the high prices and shop. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that is a real thing. I was thinking too, like, um, you know, with the Instacart chat box, uh, you know, to me, that feels like it just piles on another. It's yet another feature, you know, that Instacart kind of now has leverage with, um, even though this is open technology. Um, so I'm kind of curious too. something that I think would be worth following up on. Uh, on with grocers is, you know, is this yet just another reason to use Instacart? Is Instacart just, you know, building their set of tools, digital tools up to the point where um, it's, you, you, you know, you can't get away from using Instacart and leaning into that still uh, versus, you know, going off and doing your own uh, own thing? Um, or, you know, is this, is this an opportunity for grocers to, uh, you know, to create some of these tools on their own? Um, and, and do they think that that's viable and easy to do uh, is a question that I have. Don't you think you're going to have some, you know, grocers out there that, that are going to say, you know what, I've done it this way for 30, 40 years. I don't need some software to tell me how to do my job and how to run my store. Do you think you're going to get some pushback there? Um, yeah, I think absolutely. Because I think, you know, I've talked to grocers who, you know, have a, have a very viable model that doesn't necessarily, you know, lean into technology that they've been, they're embedded in their communities, uh, you know, they're seen as a pillar of the community. Um, and it's not necessarily, uh, you know, that they, I've talked to people who say they see, you know, tools as more of like a, I don't know, kind of an optimization versus a, you know, it's their, the direct way that they're hitting people in their area. So, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know that this technology does need to apply to everybody, um, but it does seem like, you know, it does seem like a really interesting tool and interesting opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I feel, I feel like, why not? Why not play around with it? Why not see where this goes? So moving that, expanding that out to AI-powered equipment that say that could stock shelves and uh, rearrange inventory, stuff that right now is done by humans. What kind of, I mean, what is, what do you think is the thought process out there among the laborers and the workers and the unions that are doing this and they're gonna be fearful of their jobs in the coming years and because, you know, the robots are coming, you know, and they're gonna do difficult tasks at the human level and they're going to make it look easy. Yeah, well, I feel like, you know, that idea is very, um, the idea of that is scary, but in reality, you know, it, to, from my observations, the tech that I've seen and the, you know, kind of like the, the Marty, the giant Eagle robot that like goes around and, you know, works on inventory, um, you know, that, that, that certainly doesn't seem like it's going to replace anyone. If anything, it might replace a position, you know, to then uh, leverage those same employees into, uh, you know, positions that require more brain power, uh, you know, shifting people, shifting workers to customer service, um, you know, versus 
versus uh, so much in inventory. So yeah, I don't, I, at least from my understanding, I don't see that it's going to be a, uh, a scary thing. It seems more like it's about optimization and reallocating employees towards customer service positions. Um, so yeah, I don't think so, so far it doesn't seem like, yeah, see, I like this. Look, I'm, we're looking in the comments here. We've got Kate, Kate Geta saying, we always need a human touch, which, you know, feels so true, uh, you know, in the service industry, you know, of, of which grocery is, is a big one. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I'd like to just go back to Isaac, Isaac's comment above that about, uh, uh, if it works like Facebook, sure, I'll use it, um, which is a great point, right? We don't really know, you know, uh, right now, you know, Instacart's leveraging something that, you know, if you, if you are somebody who subscribes to Instacart, you'll be able to leverage their tech. Um, but in terms of how easy it will be for grocers themselves to, you know, kind of parse through this thing and create something, I guess that remains to be seen right now, how people will do that on an individual level. So yeah, interesting. Thank you, thank you guys both for for weighing in on that. All right, anybody? Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry, just it just you're just talking about demographics as far as who's at the helm there, who's at the controls. You know, if it's if it's uh, you know people that are in their fifties, sixties, even older, you know, um, ease of use is going to be play a big part in the use of that kind of technology, you know, if you're looking at a younger demographic, you know, they're going to be able to probably take on anything that comes their way as far as technology goes. But I would like to think I haven't been in this marketplace for very long, but I've been in other marketplaces where there are still a lot of people over the age of 50, you know, that are, are working the job site or working the store and ease of use. If they don't find it easy and they get frustrated quick, I can see them bailing on it. Yeah, that's a really good point, Bill. And even as somebody who is a relatively younger person, you know, yeah, ease of ease of use and uh, good design on technology is, you know, always critical. So, um, yeah, that's definitely something that that counts in this world. Um, I feel like okay. So if we if we don't see any uh, other other comments or questions um, for anybody else in here. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and, and wrap this up because we're almost at the end of our time. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys all uh, you know, for being on the call today. Uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and uh, we've thrown the links to um, those recent polls. Uh, one of them is live. So go ahead and jump in and take that if you haven't already and weigh in. Uh, we've also included a link to Bill's uh, great podcast uh, uh, about the dollar stores uh, survey recently or the, the study. So go ahead and take a look at that and take a listen there as well. Thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, and as always, yeah, please head over to supermarketdudes.com and uh, stay tuned for more SN updates.